0: Welcome to the Effortlessly Abundant Life Podcast, where we will dive into the mindset, spirituality, and practical tools to have more of what you want with less effort. I'm your host, Natalia, a mindset shifter, certified life and success coach, and hypnotherapist who is obsessed with making your life feel good from the inside out. So let's dive in in today's episode in 3, 2, Beautiful listeners i have such a treat for you guys i have the wonderful very talented and somebody that i think we're gonna learn so much from his name is art geyser and i honestly so excited to bring him in to he's gonna really talk about the energetics he's gonna talk about nlp he's gonna talk about so many things that kind of connecting both of the practical and the energy work and the spiritual work and how we actually can apply it into our lives, especially in this time that we live right now. So with no further ado, I want to welcome Art Geiser. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Amazing. So for those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you came up to where you're doing and what is it do you do?
1: What I, I'll start with what I do, which is uh, energetic NLP. In NLP stands for Neuro linguistic programming. I know you're trained in that. For people that uh, are, might be listening who don't know about it, uh, NLP you've heard of the most famous person in our field, who is Tony Robbins. Now he has his own way of doing things. You know that you, you may or may not like. Um, you know he, people tend to either totally love Tony or it's not their style. But it, but his power to change people's lives comes from his study of, of NLP. And he, I think he started a year or two before I did, and I think did a little better with the marketing. <laughs> and um, um, and he introduced so many people to NLP. And, and NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And NLP was developed in the 70s here in California as an alternative to traditional psychology at the time. Because traditional psychology at the time was based on insight. And it was a lot of, what did your mom do? What did your dad do? What happened in your childhood? And the belief was that if you understood why you were the way you were, y- your life would change. But they would talk about, well, generally therapy is like five years or more. And the people who started NLP went, well, there's some therapists who get magical rapid results with people. So they started studying them and videotaping them. And this is when a, a videotape was, machine was like the size of a refrigerator, small refrigerator. Wow. Um, It wasn't like an iPhone. And they developed this whole alternative way of approaching human change that was based more on what's the subjective experience that somebody's having. So let's say you have low self-esteem. No matter how you got that way, your mind has to keep recreating it. Every time you feel it, your mind has to create it. Mm -hmm. So in NLP, we, we do deal with the past, but more we go, what's going on in your mind that keeps creating this over and over? And how would you change it? And then we add in skills transfer so we call it modeling like what's going on internally in somebody that gives them a skill and then how do you teach it to other people and i've been an nlp trainer since 1985 and uh, stayed with all the developers of nlp but energetic nlp is a bit different nlp is one of the pillars of energetic nlp but only one i combine it with spiritual principles healing and transformative energy work intuition development clairvoyance and basically everything i've learned over the last 40 years that i think helps people and put it together to create energetic nlp
0: that's amazing so when did you feel that nlp was not enough and we need to add a little bit more of the spiritual more of those energy work that you kind of mentioned
1: well when i was first studying nlp um i i I mean miraculous things happen even in my first course like i you know, it was over months and uh you would we would do practice with one another and i'd come back and people go wow that work we did change my life and i'd be going like really you know um <laughs> you know and and i was amazed at what it could do but like any system you know it has its limits mm-hmm. And the one and i was at the same time starting to study more about energy healing work uh, psychic development spiritual principles. And I realized all of those fields, you could do miracles at times, and at times they weren't the best approach. So I started weaving them together Mm -hmm. in taking ideas from one and applying it to another. So for example, um, and there's a lot of people doing fantastic work, teaching uh, spirituality and energy work. So this isn't about them, but um, Mm -hmm. one of the things that bothers me often is everybody's always telling me what the truth is. You know, this is the way it is. This is how your chakra is supposed to look. This, and, and that can work for people, but that's not what I see. When I look at people's chakras, they look multidimensional, complex. They don't look like what I've been taught. And you need these simpler models to in order to do things. But when you start believing they're the truth, you put limits on things. And one of the things I loved about NLP is unlike traditional psychology at the time, they would say like, what we're telling you isn't the truth. These are ways of thinking. When they're helpful, use them. When they're not helpful, change them and evolve them. They go, we don't want you just to believe what we're teaching you. We want you to keep evolving the field. And I was going like, yes.
0: Yes, that <laughs> so, was the permission slip you waited for. <laughs>
1: exactly. And, and I bring that into the energy work. So when I teach a workshop, I often uh, have people do the energetic NLP pledge which, and I ham it up and make people raise their right hand. And people are looking at me like I'm nuts or they're joined the cult. And <laughs> the pledge is that they won't believe anything I tell them. <laughs> and they, you know, they start laughing and I go, I don't want you to believe what I'm telling you. I want you to think about it, play with it, and connect with your own spiritual information and your own inner wisdom, which is always better than, and I know you talk about that in some of your podcasts too, like trusting your, your own sources of information. So that's one of the ways that we've taken things from NLP and brought them into the spirituality energy work. So everything's like affecting everything.
0: I feel like it is exactly what you said. I feel there is no one right way. And I think right. the holistic approach where it is combining multiple methods and in different degrees for each person, because every person is very unique and the approach would right. be unique as well. And I think as you said, one of the most important thing, the person needs to be ready to be healed and understand that he is an important part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. We know we can we can do the energy work, but are you allowing your nervous system, your energy, your heart, your physical body, your mind to be open and receptive to that? Are you really ready to be healed? Are you ready to be the version of yourself that is a healed version? Um, or are you still kind of, sucked back to your old patterns and your, you know, your victimizing kind of um, patterns and all those things that kept you stuck. So I think it's definitely this yin yang mm-hmm. um, balance that is always kind of happening and, and in, in this kind of work. So that is very, very profound. So tell us a little bit say, more.
1: Yeah. I just want to say, I I really <laughs> like to describe that. And that's one of the, ways NLP can really help spiritual work is I would go to classes where we'd be learning healing and transformative energy work and that person would take it apart later because they would have conscious and unconscious beliefs or programming that wouldn't allow them to receive the benefits and that's where it's really incredible to go into an NLP mode mm. and look at how do you change those beliefs assuming they want to which normally they do exactly then the energy work it has monumental effects. Otherwise, either it doesn't work or they end up taking it apart, not through any fault of their own, but because of limiting beliefs, whether they're conscious and unconscious and programming. So that's a a perfect example of how they blend together.
0: I love this. So Mm -hmm. how and when did you find out you have this ability to see people's auras and energy and read them and see beyond the five senses?
1: Well, Everybody, I think, has the ability to begin with. I know you know this. Um, I had some experiences when I was younger, but um, for the most part, it wasn't like people go, well, when I was five, I, could, you know, I, yes. I, I didn't have any of that. Um, you know, I can look back on certain things and going, oh, now I know how I knew something. Sometimes I would just know something, but I didn't connect it with being psychic or um, spiritual But when I was in college, um, uh, through a whole number of factors, I'd never been depressed in my life. And uh, some things happened that I actually was depressed for a couple of months. And where I was going to school was in a redwood forest. And we were up in a hill. And they had like 60 inches of rain that year. I didn't have a car. There weren't buses yet. It was a fairly new school. And even when I was in a good mood, half the dorm was depressed. (laughs) So... (laughs) And, and also things about my identity were being challenged and it all worked out fine, but I went through a period of, of um, depression, which was a whole new thing for me. And I would go to the library to study, you know, when the doctor hits your knee and your leg moves, I'd be studying and, you know, and we're all young, so you're either studying or you're checking people out.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Or just staring at the wall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. One of those three. Right. And so i would be studying and if somebody was looking at me from behind all of a sudden my head would spin like just like somebody hit your knee, and um and they wouldn't have time to look away and so i'd be like staring right in their eyes and they'd be embarrassed and i'd be usually they'd jump i'd jump and i actually stopped going to the library for a while because it was creepy it was creepy and i i deliberately turned it off and then um but I'd always wanted to develop these abilities. And I always knew I had them, but I was afraid I didn't because, of, you know, that common belief that you were either born with it or you weren't. Mm-hmm. And so I would like learn a little bit, but then I'd be afraid, like, what if I find out I'm not, you know, it sounds so stupid. Yeah. but um, And then um, I started studying things a little bit before I started studying NLP. But when I started studying NLP, it was in Marin County, which is on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. And if you throw a rock in Rin County, you hit a yoga teacher, a psychic, a coach, a therapist, you know, um, somebody wrote a book on personal development. So in the NLP class, there were a lot of people who did different kinds of energy work. So they started teaching me and introducing me to my first teachers. And I realized that um, it was very easy for me once I had a good teacher to to do things I thought I'd have to spend 20 years in a cave to do. So uh, and, and then I started experimenting, mixing it with the NLP. And that's how I created both, but, but I'm always studying. And um, uh, I have friends who are very talented and we, we coach each other every week and work with each other. So always not, not anymore. Cause I know you talk about this in one of your podcasts, you know, earlier on, it was, you know, fixing myself. And now it's like, well, how good can I get at this? You know, (laughs) know, what else can I do? So it's more for the fun of it now.
0: Exactly. It's all about the fun. So how, for those who want to, because I feel like this is the time where people are waking up. People are seeing beyond the 3D physical, what we can hear, smell, touch. They know there is more than what they see and they hear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is this, they just don't know how to connect to that, how they can connect to this ability of seeing ours, seeing energy, connecting to source, connecting to their guidance. How would, what would you give them? What kind of tip or kind of process? Obviously it's a whole thing, but kind of a first step towards uh, achieving and, and discovering this ability.
1: Well, the first thing I would say is don't do what I did, which is I went to a, a teacher, a really nice man, Uh, a couple actually, and, um, and they opened up my abilities really quickly, but they didn't teach me to do it safely. Mm. So it's important to learn how to do it safely. A lot of healers are very unhealthy. And, um, and there's a reason for that, because no one taught them how to do it safely. So I I think it's really important for people to get the basics first. And in fact, you
0: say safely, just so we're on the same page. What does that mean for you?
1: Yeah, there's a tendency when people start learning about energy work to do two things. One is to open up and all of a sudden you're absorbing all kinds of energy from other people. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you're helping them, you're absorbing what they're letting go of, awesome. which is what I did. I mean, when I was first learning this, you know, I was one of those people at the gym, people would ask like, well, how do I build up my arms and my chest and my shoulders? I mean, I, I look like the picture of health in, uh, but I was feeling terrible and my stomach hurt. My sinuses are always clogged. I was tired and I didn't realize I was absorbing my client's energy because nobody had taught me about that part. The other thing is that people tend to do. And a lot of this is, is a lot of the old healing systems taught people to do this. And I was taught to do this is you use your energy to heal other people. So you're depleting yourself. And at the same time, you're taking on their stuff, which is why a lot of, Healers are are very overweight um, or they're very skinny, one or the other. And there's nothing wrong with being overweight or skinny, but sometimes it's an indication when you're a healer that you're not clearing your energy. Because when we're taking on other people's energy, it's tiring. So we want to eat more. And a lot of that energy is held near the second chakra in the lower abdomen. And our body wants to put on weight to kind of buffer it. You know, We're not conscious of this. Right. Um, so again, it, it, overweight, skinny, you know, whatever is fine, but sometimes it's an indication in energy work that you're not clearing your energy well. And I was recently teaching a workshop at a spiritual community, really good healers, but almost all of them were very obese, you know. And I agree,
0: I, I see it a lot. And I always ask myself this question secretly myself, I was like how a person that is so in tune and connected and and knows these things, um, his body doesn't look healthy. Like it's kind of was a dissonant for me. So I, that's very, very interesting. Thank you for pointing that out. Makes much more sense now.
1: <laughs> and a lot of them, like they, they would wash their hands between people and stuff, but that's not enough. Not
0: enough. No, so, that's just a physical it, action. There's nothing more.
1: For, for people to learn how to do it safely. I actually have some free videos on that in them. Um, is it okay? It's okay to mention that, right?
0: Absolutely. And and definitely send me the link so people can check it out later.
1: And it's an easy one to remember. It's the word blockbuster, like one word, the numeral seven.com. So blockbuster7.com. And you get four videos, one a day. And then you you can access them after that whenever you want. Amazing. And they teach people the basics of energy work. And one of the things that's really important to understand is like people talk about energy vampires or or that they're taking on other people's energy and what i was taught and what i believe is that everyone's a sovereign of their energy field so nobody can take my energy and keep it unless something in me is letting them Mm -hmm. and and nobody's energy can stay stuck in my space unless something in me is letting it Mm -hmm. so for a lot of healers you know we believe we have to help people and there's a lot of programming we're the martyrs we get to you know It doesn't matter what happens to us as long as we're healing them. And, you know, all this old, pro. and I'm saying that in a sarcastic way, but, you know, maybe that was okay, you know, in, in the past. It's not the new age. <laughs> the new age is you heal them with earth and universal energies and you heal them in their space, not in yours. Mm-hmm. And, that, um, and you don't use your energy to heal them. You use your abilities, but not your energy. And the Blockbuster 7 videos will help people do that. So now, like if I take on somebody's energy or if they've got my energy, I go, oh, okay, that means there's something in me to clear. And I, and now, and, it, and there's easy ways to clear it because otherwise, it's like I used to go to a a class every week with a great teacher, but you know, everybody leaves things out and um, it, every class we, we'd heal each other and I would feel great. And I was, I was doing uh, my energetic NLP with people. So I was constantly being bombarded by other people, the energy they were releasing and giving my own away. So I'd come to class, I'd get a healing, I'd feel great. It's so a week would go on, I'd feel worse and worse and worse, I'd get a healing again. And it was this, you know, cycle, cycle every week. Yeah, it was dependent was Yeah, so I wasn't clearing either karma, spiritual contracts, beliefs, unconscious programming, energetic programming, any of those things can cause you to hold on to other people's energy or give yours away so in energetic nlp we are always looking at okay what what's happening in us in our energy field that's allowing it and then not only do you not take on their energy but you um but it improves your life in all kinds of ways when you clear these beliefs and programming karma contracts
0: oh, beautiful so the first step if you would say to somebody that wants to get in touch with this like higher self is the clearing is the cleaning of the subconscious of the limited beliefs all this chromatic yep. relationships that we kind of still holding on to for generations right it could be yes, not right. something they happen in this lifetime it could be something that happened past lifetime or in your family and you just bringing on it that's right. part of your dharma that's part of your purpose in this lifetime to untie it and and create a new energy so that is mm-hmm. amazing so I think that is true. I think the more we clear ourselves up from all the things that we think we are, we actually know who we are.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yes.
0: And that's where you start to think clearly. That's where you get the downloads. That's where you see things clearly. That's what you really can see what is really you, what is not really you. Um, And you can really kind of live life in a more authentic, connected and uh, fulfilling way. I would say.
1: I really like the way you're saying it. And that's one of the the strengths and weaknesses of traditional NLP is you treat everything as being internally generated. I mean, you're responding to an outside world, but your emotions are your emotions, your thoughts are your thoughts. And then you start studying energy work and you realize a lot of our the emotional energy in our field isn't even ours. A lot of our thoughts in us aren't ours. So when you add that to the NLP. Um, It it just changes everything because then you're realizing like that, that isn't really my emotional state. I worked with somebody recently who a relationship was breaking up and, and she called me and and goes, you know, I'm feeling enormous grief and it's, Mm. I don't mind that I'm feeling grief, the relationship broke up, but I'm overwhelmed by it and, and it doesn't feel right to me. And I went, well, it's because most of that grief energy isn't even yours. You know, it's mm. like ancestral, familial, past life, you know, from other people. And once we cleared other people's grief energy, she could only have her authentic grief and we can handle our authentic emotions. You know, she still had some grief, but she goes, oh, I feel so much better, you know, and I feel like, of course, I have some grief, the relationship ended, but I don't feel overwhelmed and dysfunctional Yeah, because other people's energy we can't heal it in us. You know, we, we can suppress it. We can handle it. We can't heal it, Mm -hmm. but we can clear it.
0: Exactly. I feel like a lot of my clients that kind of, why do I need to do the hard work for all my (laughs) family line? Why I am the one who needs to go deeper and work on these things that feels like endless. Cause let's be honest, it's never ending work and yes. that is the, that's the truth people think oh i'm going to i'm spiritually awake i'm done i mm. am ready for my next ascension and it doesn't work this way because there's always things to clear up there's always next level and i feel like sometimes it's just feeling almost frustrating and they feel like they're behind and they feel like why me what would you say to those
1: people <laughs> well uh, the way you're saying it and um because that's such an important message and people don't get it. It's like they go, well, when will I be done clearing my energy? And i go, well, when will you be done brushing your teeth? <laughs> it doesn't matter exactly. if you brushed teeth yesterday. You, know, you have to do it today. And and what I'll tell people is you can get to the point when you know you have ways to, to not just handle it, but grow through it and, and actually uh, be more in touch with yourself, like yourself more, you know, like the world more mm-hmm. once you know you have that then now when something comes up it's like oh okay good well great my life will get better when i work on this so i mean you can do this 180 and where and it's just what you were talking about when you go like these things aren't wrong or bad these are the part of what we came here to explore and to work with and that when you know you have ways to work with it then they become interesting i i, I remember one time um just something really shocking came up. And for a moment I was shocked and then went, oh, wow. When I work on this, my whole life's going to get better. Exactly. <laughs> We're good, thinking it's this
0: one thing. If I'm going to find that spouse, I'm going to get the, the million dollar yeah. business. So if I'm going to, that's it. I'm going to be happy. And that is the biggest lie that we've been sold.
1: <laughs> uh, it, well, it, in in the way you're talking about with the spouse, you know, part of it is like, you can find the perfect person if you don't take care of the relationship things are going to go south or, or could go south. So it's like, it's everything in life. We, it's just, uh, I think you were just talking about it in one of the podcasts I was listening to that you know, seeing life as a process, as a journey, rather than we're supposed to get to a particular place and then we're going to be happy. Exactly. And I remember a good friend of mine named John Friedlander has written a number of great books and he's one of the people we work together every week. And years ago, he he went, Artie goes, you're always trying to fix, you know, like, this isn't good enough. And I have to, he goes, you know, you don't have to be doing change from that level. You can do it because it's fun because you want to do it. Not because there's something wrong and you're not there yet. And, you know, that changed my whole attitude on everything. That's like, you know, and and I'll always have things to work on
0: because I'll always
1: be raising the bar on myself. (laughs) But that's fun.
0: Yeah, and this is fun. And I think this is exactly it. when you we shift the story. And I think what really helped me to kind of approach mm. life mm-hmm. in a different way and not think about life, good or bad, happy, sad, but all kind of like thinking about it. Okay, just, just give me more clarity of what I do want. If I get something that it's not working out for me, it is feeling stuck. It feels heavy. It feels like not there is not in alignment okay, great. It just actually helps me to be more in tune of what I do want. Um, and and it's, just, it's just an indication where I am. It's almost like saying to your body, like, I wish I wouldn't get hot when the temperature is rising. It's just it's just a normal response of how actually it, it, everything is functioning the way it should be. It's just the story that we tell about it that is making us suffer. And suffering for me, it's a choice, right? We're always going to have challenges. Right. We're always going to have things that are not working out for us. But it in theory, actually, everything working out for us. We just don't know the bigger picture. And when we stop telling ourselves, why me? And just say, you know what? What is it to teach me? If you come from the place of what I'm I'm here to learn about this, you learned a lesson, you move on, and you can move from lesson to lesson in a joyous way. Look at it as a play, because yes. honestly, life is just a game. <laughs> and that's what we're here for, to play a game,
1: right? I'm um, talking to my brother years ago, he lived in Japan, and he, he bought a book. It was in English called Zen Comics. And I didn't realize they were all famous Zen stories, the master and disciple, but it, but it's these little comics, and I would occasionally you know quote one in a class, and people go, "Oh, that's one of my favorite Zen cones." And I'd go, "Well, I got it from my Zen comic book." But um, but there's one where the, the, the student is going to the master. Um, you know, how do we overcome the need to eat and drink? Oh no, sorry, to, to eat and sleep. And the master goes, "Well, that's easy. We do it by eating and sleeping." Mm, <laughs> genius. <Yeah.
0: laughs> But it's true. It's true. It's like the question of when I'm going to be done, when it's going to be enough. Don't ask this. It's always important to ask the right questions. And I think the right question is what we can learn from men. I think that is the, the thing that's going to move us forward. So tell me yeah. a little bit, because I feel, as you said, you kind of started with Tony Robbins in this particular time that yeah. NLP wasn't a thing. Being a coach wasn't a thing. All these things, maybe in your area was a thing, but in the wide world, it was not really considered to be a real job or profession. And I'm very interested to know, because today you see it everywhere, because there is need for that more and more as we grow and we evolve. But back in the days, how did you make that decision that this is what you want to do for the rest of your life? How was your surrounding Mm. responding to it? Or did you have any doubt to pursue it? And how did you overcome it?
1: Well for once in my life when it came to career I had no doubt. I was um mm-hmm. uh, uh managing a research lab for the University of California Medical School in San Francisco and we were studying um when a woman's pregnant her, her hormone levels of estrogen and progesterone change but and then the the different tissues in the body respond differently but at the time nobody knew like you know well, what's happening. Right. And, uh and it was about the same time they were discovering endorphins, and uh, and it was the same kind of research. What's called cell receptors or epigenetics, and you know I was proud of what we we're doing. It was a good job, but I knew I didn't belong there. Mm. But I had no idea what I wanted to do. How old and, you were
0: when that happened?
1: Uh, Thirty three. Oh. And um, and I I just and I and I was starting to feel really bad about myself because I'm like, why can't I find? my thing and i'd always believe something was just going to show up and then once i discovered nlp it was like it, it, well it, it was like this absolute i need to learn this and people would go well you're taking all this vacation time you're spending all this money because it was it was fairly expensive uh, you yeah. know for back in the day and in uh, a lot of time mm-hmm. and vacation time and people going and, and people would say to me well you know, obviously you're happier and it's nicer to be around you. And, you know, we
0: but learned something. You're
1: know, my, right. my friends. It's nicer to be around you. And I'm thinking, what was I like before? But, um, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> um, well, people, I grew up in Southern California, but people used to think I was from New York because mm-hmm. my parents are from Boston and I had that East Coast Excellent. kind of attitude, which, you know, Californians uh, find a little aggressive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You> no. <know, laughs> Um, uh, but I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on, but, um, once I started learning NLP, I, I just knew it was my path. I had no idea what I was going to do with it though. Mm-hmm. You know, people go, what are you going to do with it? And I'd go, no idea. I just, I know I need to learn it.
0: Wow.
1: And, and then I just tried, started trying different things. Like I, um, uh, through community ed where they'd have programs for adults at high schools. And in, in Marine County, I mean, I had some amazing people in my my programs, you know, um, you're very successful people. And uh, and I just started teaching different things to see, well, let's see what I like teaching, you know, mm-hmm. applications of NLP to different things. And I started doing one-on-one work with people. Um, mm-hmm. and I started teaching and you know, I, I just started trying all kinds of things. And and I thought, well, I'll find out what I like by, by trying it which for me was a whole new thing because I was stuck all those years because I thought I had to know before I changed. And NLP helped me flip that around, like, well, experiment and I'll find out what I like. And some of the things I liked, I would never have predicted. And some of the things I thought I was going to like, I went, "Mm." Um, so I just really let it evolve for a long time. And uh, I remember a student of mine going, what's your vision for energetic NLP? And I went vision. (laughs) It's like, i'm like i don't have a vision for it i'm just letting it unfold i do now but at the time i didn't um yeah so for me the key was allowing myself to experiment which is so much easier now i mean uh, you know you can put things out on the internet so easily now i mean you don't have to mail things to people and print out flyers and right. get them put up and you know it was it was hard and expensive to do things now it's like I'm going to go on Facebook and say, hey, I'm teaching a workshop on something and maybe two people will show up, maybe a thousand. (laughs) But
0: But between you and I, I think there's some beauty into it because I think back in the days, if you really were committed, you knew how much work is required from you, you would do it. I feel like people do it now just to have something to hang on their wall. And, you know, I feel these days, it's not the problem that we don't have the right information. We have tons of information. (laughs) It's more the wisdom. It's more of... Of what it is that it takes to be somebody that do what you do and the level that you do it, yeah. it is that commitment. It is going deeper and 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 truly trying, experimenting, and not just theory wise, but actually how you apply it and how it's 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 a completely different it's a completely different thing, right? So well,
1: one of my main mentors in NLP is a woman, Leslie Cameron Bandler, and she's not as well known now. She was one of the developers of NLP she retired back in 85 so people aren't as as aware of her she was amazing is amazing and (laughs) um, and she talked about there's two main ways to do things in life and people have problems because they mix them up Mm -hmm. and one she called make it come true which is when you have an outcome and you can figure out how to get there and you do the steps which is what i was trying to do when i didn't know what career i wanted So I couldn't do it. And, um, but she goes, the other is called the quest. And the quest is when you know there's something out there, but you don't know where it is or what it is. And you just have to start go looking and and engage life. And so um, I think for people that are looking for new things to do, it's great. Now you can experiment around and get a sense of what you like and what you don't like, and then really put your energy into what you discover that you love Because I think there's a lot of people that like me, you know, some people know exactly what they want and how they want to do it. But there's a lot of people like me that until we experience it, uh, uh, we don't really know.
0: Yeah, I agree. So we talked about healing and and healing Mm -hmm. is truly, I think one of the most important things to really get everything you want in your life. If it's abundance, relationship, love, all the above so how can people start healing themselves and if you can really talk about your approach to reprogram your chakras um that would be awesome
1: well i i can take people through a really simple process right now if you'd like yeah please in, in energetic nlp uh, there's four elements that are always happening one is you set an intention and, a, and an intention doesn't have to be specific. So, uh, you know, somebody might go, well, I, you know, I want to change careers, but I don't know to what. So the intention could be, I found a career, or I found a business, and I love it. You, know, you don't have to know what it is, it exactly. can be the experience you want. So you set an intention, and then you add the words or better. Okay. So that you're giving your spirit permission to, um, to give you things you didn't even know to want or didn't know were possible. So, you and then the second step is you give permission to receive the benefits because people think that just because they have intention, there's permission and they don't automatically run together at all. And in fact, in energetic NLP, we look at is your spirit giving permission? Is your soul giving permission? Is your conscious mind giving permission? Are the various parts of your unconscious mind giving permission? Is your body giving permission? Will your karma allow it? Will your spiritual contracts allow it? Wow. So we, we call it whole being permission. We, we look at all of those. Cause a lot of times people go, well, I'm visualizing what I want, but it's not happening. And there can be more than one reason, but sometimes their soul is going "Uh-uh," or part of their unconscious mind is going, no. Um, uh, so, but, but even just giving conscious permission is very powerful. So it's intention or better conscious permission. And then, we we put the miraculous self in charge, and in a moment I'll explain what that is. Uh, and the last part is the part that's hard for a lot of people. Is just use your imagination. So during these processes, uh, you know, I'll tell people if you're during the process going, is it working? Is it not working? Should I be thinking this? Should I be feeling that? Should you're you not know. There. You, you, it, yes, yeah, I like trying to dance when you're going. Am I moving right? You know,
0: exactly. You can't. You can't think about it and do it at the same time. It's either you're there or not. And as a yeah. singer, I know that. That is the number one thing I tell my student and change my singing and my performance is check off your mind. Just put it on a shelf and just yes. breathe and be present and just allow, allow, and say fuck it. Sorry for my French That's- and just allow yourself to to just be and have it be enough
1: (laughs) i I mean that if if people got nothing else out of this podcast (laughs) that was (laughs) let yourself have the experience you're having and then you can work on it later um and when people um so i tell people just imagine it's happening imagine energies are coming in imagine blocks are being transformed and you're being reprogrammed and as you know, when, when you imagine that you open up the doorways for your unconscious mind, your spirit to do the magic. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell people later, you can analyze it, you know, into, in, infinitely if you want to, while it's going on, just bring out your inner playful child. Like, I'll, I'll tell people, if you were five years old, and I said, Okay, fill up the room with sparkling gold energy, you would, and it would work. Mm-hmm. And you'd giggle. And you wouldn't go, is it work? It, it's sort of like when you're a kid, and you pretend you're, you know, an actor or athlete or singer or something, you know, what, that it's not real it doesn't even matter. It's just, you're just pretending. Yes. So the keys are intention, permission, miraculous self, and pretending. So the miraculous self, and this is a unique concept to energetic NLP. It's different than the high self. Your miraculous self is when your spirit and your deep inner human wisdom become aligned and come together to guide you, nurture you, heal you, support you, and help you manifest. And again, sometimes people go, Well, isn't my spirit automatically aligned with my deep inner wisdom? Like, no. <laughs> you know, sometimes depends
0: where your focus is, right?
1: Well, yeah, it depends on in quite a few things, and that um uh what i'm calling the spirit and i i need to define this because people use the word to mean different things it's true when i use the word spirit i mean the higher frequencies of your non-physical self mm-hmm. the higher frequencies of the non-physical self and at that level of your being to me the, the spirit is like uh, your perfect parent going whatever you want dear you want to get your heart bro- broken well that's a valid spiritual path you want true love that's another valid spiritual path you know, not because it doesn't care, but like the perfect parent is going, you know, explore life, live, and I'll support you. Um,
0: plus well, we you have deep, free choice, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So. And and the spirit just sees all these different things as is, is valid spiritual paths. Mm-hmm. And your deep inner human wisdom is is much more in, in touch with your minute by minute life. So it can go, well, I know um having my heart broken is a valid spiritual path, but is there another way to do this? <laughs> you know, <And> so <laughs> The spirit and the deep human, human wisdom come together. You grow spiritually and personally. And I'm not saying you never have challenges or problems. That's not a human life. But a, but a lot of the problems that we have never materialize when you get that union. And when they do materialize, you feel you're guided, nurtured, and supported. So it just changes the whole character of the challenge completely no matter how big a challenge it is, it's like you have this foundation that's solid and that changes everything. And in energetic NLP, we always have people put their miraculous self in charge. So my job is to get the energy flowing, earth and universal energies, not mine, and flowing in your space. And then your miraculous self decides what to do with them, what karma to release, what programming, which chakras to work on. And then as things are being cleared, we set the intention that your miraculous self gives you a download to replace it of wisdom and knowledge, concepts, skills, abilities, attitudes, and behaviors to uh, replace what what you've released. And you let that happen outside of your conscious awareness. Because again, if you try to control it, you trip it up. And creating your miraculous self is really, really simple. Some people try to make it hard. It's really simple. You set your intention, you give permission, and you just imagine it's happening. So anybody who's watching right now, uh, and, and by the way, this all works on recording. Um, uh, it, it doesn't need to be live. If you just imagine it's happening right now while you're watching or listening, you'll access the energies. The other thing is never do any of this while you're driving. <laughs> sounds people go, yeah, I was doing it while I was driving, but the energies designed to get you to go inward you don't want to be Mm. inward when you're driving
0: nope not a good idea
1: (laughs) so the actual technique is going to be really simple and one more thing that's key is i'm going to use some terms that your conscious mind might go i don't know what that is that's fine your miraculous self knows Mm -hmm. what i'm knows what i'm talking about better than i do (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'll talk about your essence i'll talk about something called eye of god energy um and just assume that your miraculous self knows what I'm talking about, and it knows where all your chakras are, including the ones above your head, the numerous ones in the body, the ones below your feet. Mm-hmm. So I, I know people you know think there's book.
0: only seven, but there's a lot more.
1: <laughs> a lot more. And um, and again, for people watching, your miraculous self will figure this out. So the first step is just to give set your intention that you're going to create your miraculous self right now that your spirit and your inner wisdom are going to create your miraculous self. You have 100% permission for that to happen. And then just pretend it's happening. Take a couple easy deep breaths. And then just imagine that you already have a miraculous self now, because you do. It really is that simple. And set your intention that your miraculous self will be in charge of the rest of this process about how you benefit from it. So um, go ahead and and set an intention. So we're going to do a clearing of some of the programming and chakras, and we're not trying to get it all at once. Um, The way I would describe the intention is that Whatever programming your miraculous self wants you to release right now is what will get worked on mm-hmm. in, in whatever chakras, whatever programming. And because this is recorded and you have your wonderful podcast channels and YouTube, people can go back. You can go back and do it again as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. So um, just whatever's right for right now, we, we call it the Goldilocks Principle not too much, not too little, whatever's just right. So everybody take an easy, deep breath. And I'm going to use a term called Eye of God energy. In Eye of God energy, under different names, is uh, they talk about in Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism. In, in all of those systems, in all of the metaphysical parts of those systems, it's an energy that can dissolve blocks. Mm-hmm. And like a laser, just, and it's often called Eye of God energy. And your miraculous self, just assume your miraculous self knows what I'm talking about. And energy follows thoughts and intention. So if your miraculous self calls on the eye of God energy, it will come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know this, but a lot of people are going, you can't be that simple. It is. It is that simple. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So set your intention that uh, what we're about to do is going to clear old programming from your chakras, give permission for your miraculous self to be in charge, give permission for your miraculous self to, as that old programming is released, to reprogram your chakras with wisdom and knowledge, concepts, skills, abilities, attitudes, and behaviors that will allow you to live a more miraculous life. And for people who aren't good visualizers, I'm going to describe this as a visualization and if you pretend you're seeing it, your unconscious mind will see it and that works. So if you see it in holographic glory, fine. If you're just pretending you're seeing it, it works equally well if you don't fuss about it. Meaning you so can mess it up. Yeah, you can. Whatever is there. And so just imagine out in front of you is a column of this eye of God energy that can just dissolve blocks. And that your miraculous self is just calling upon it, so it comes. And then give your miraculous self permission to start gently removing from you programming that it wants you to release, programming limiting beliefs. And it's going to go into that column. And as they go into the column, they just get dissolved. And it's important to just pretend that it's happening. From the space above your head, from your body, from below your body. And sometimes there's programming or beliefs that block us from releasing programming and beliefs. So give your miraculous permission to send into that column of energy, anything that would block you from releasing those blocks. And also send in anything that would block you from releasing what's blocking you from releasing what's blocking you. And at this point, your conscious mind has to just give up and just let, let it go into the column, whatever your miraculous self wants there. easy deep breaths, and imagine now your miraculous self is reprogramming your chakras with wisdom, knowledge, concepts, skills, abilities, attitudes, and behaviors that will cause you to live a more miraculous life, a happier, more successful, more abundant life. Take a couple easy, deep breaths. Give permission for the benefits to be integrated into you, into your life, into your personality, into your energy field. Let that eye of God column of energy dissolve. And then it's very, very important that you retrieve your energy back from everybody else's space because there's a tendency to mix up energies. If you don't retrieve your energy, you'll feel depleted later. You could. So just ask your miraculous self to pull all of your energy back from us, and we'll pull our energy back from you. And if any of that energy your miraculous self doesn't want it, it can just go down into the earth through your feet, into your grounding into the earth. And it's always important to fill up. So I give your miraculous up permission to fill you up with more of your authentic essence into your DNA, your cells, organs, body systems, chakras, energy channels, energy field, which is in and around you in all directions. More of your authentic essence is coming in along with earth and universal energies that will help you now and in your next steps in life. And any the excess energy just goes out your feet back into the earth. And then we have a, a different way that we do grounding and energetic NLP. So typically, people teach you to ground into the earth, which is great, it works. But the earth is more powerful than we are. So I like to do it the other way around. Ask the earth to ground you, let it do the work, let it send a column of energy up near the base of your spine, and give it permission to ground only your authentic energy into your body. This is important. It's only grounding your authentic energy into your body. And a fun way to picture that is imagine there's a point of light in your energy field for every cell in your body, and they get out of alignment. When the earth grounds you, every point of light goes in the cell it belongs in. So your energy body and your physical body get fully aligned. And that grounding column is like the root of a tree. Your miraculous self can let the earth send up into you energies that are loving, acknowledging, healing, nurturing. Energies that validate your right to exist. There are no extra people on the planet. If you're here, you're supposed to be here. So let all of that come up. And anything else your miraculous self wants to release just goes down your grounding into the earth. And when you do an energetic NLP process like the eye of God one we just did, you'll be processing it usually for days. So set your intention that tonight and for the next four nights, part of the time when you're sleeping, not all night, Part of the time, your unconscious mind will review what we did in this process. When it does that, your miraculous self will infuse it with wisdom and knowledge, concepts, skills, abilities, attitudes and behaviors from your miraculous self. While you're sleeping, the benefits will be made deeper, richer, wider. They'll be made higher and more multidimensional. And while you're sleeping, the benefits will automatically be integrated into your mind, emotions, body, and energy field. So that while you sleep soundly, deeply, wake up feeling refreshed, the benefits are automatically being integrated into your mind, emotions, body, and energy field. And that it can happen tonight and for the next four nights while you sleep soundly, deeply, and wake up feeling refreshed. So now just imagine a lot of sparkling energies coming in to wake you back up. It's good to stretch and move a little bit.
0: Amazing. Wow. Good that feeling. was oof. Yeah. All kinds of feelings. <laughs> but a lot of kind of those warm waves of energy I just felt. And and trust and and mm. ugh, I can't wait to hear what other people felt so write us in the comments or if you listen in the podcast write it because there is a a section where they can um, let us know how that affected them because i'm sure this is kind of goes beyond the stuckness beyond the obstacles yeah and you kind of allow it in a very smart and unique way to kind of just melt all those things down Mm -hmm. and just align you to feeling good and feeling connected and remind you like who you really are. That was amazing.
1: Thank you for saying that. And and for people to know that as you're processing this, sometimes emotions come up and it'll be old emotional energy. A lot of it won't even be yours. So if after this, during it or after it or tonight or in the morning, you find emotions coming up, just be mindful of them and go, oh good, I'm just releasing old emotional energy, most of which won't even be mine. So just, if you just let it go, um, it'll be easy. And this process is one of the ways we make energy work safe. Because you, you know, like after I work with people, I do this to like, okay, what got activated in me, or what could be holding on to their energy, and I keep clearing it. So this is, and then fill up with my own essence again. So this is one of the the couple of techniques we do to make it safe.
0: Amazing. So just to kind of close it up, <laughs> I would love to speak to you and hear your perspective on this unique time that we live in. I think not a, people, not a lot of people in our spiritual world talk about it, or maybe they do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is a very unique time that we live in. I think people are faced with so many challenges. Um, and I mean, it's, it's, Pretty obvious that no matter where you look, there is other personal obstacles, if there's challenges in the political sector, if it's the health sector, if it's just in the in an energetic level, there's a shift happening right now, and I think this is an amazing time to be alive. But mm-hmm. it's hard for those who are are kind of still feeling that they, they are deeply connected to the 3D, but they want to ascend to the 5G, uh, and they want to live in the right. more spiritual, connected and free from being in the matrix. So how would you what would you say to those people? How they can ascend to that version of themselves and be part of this new world?
1: Well I would start with what you said. This is an amazing time to be alive. And it reminds me a little bit of like the late 60s, early 70s, which were very challenging. We had the Vietnam War going on and uh, there were just a lot going on, and, and the country was extremely polarized, mm-hmm. and you, you, like you're seeing in the US and in the world now. Right. Uh, to where, like, the, you know people wanted to shoot each other and stuff. Yeah. And um, so, very similar to now. And, uh, you know, sometimes people that are young will ask me about those times, and I go, well, it was very challenging, and I wouldn't have missed it for anything. Mm-hmm. Because part of it was this incredible expansion and incredible, uh, like, my nephew when he was young yeah. goes, well, you know, every, what you guys tried didn't work out. I'm going, are you kidding? Watch an old movie. Look at the role of women, you know, um, you know, gays, et cetera, you know, minority. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's like, oh, Black person, they're the servant. And, the, you know, if they're in a movie at all, they're, you know, they're the maid, they're the butler, you know, I mean, right. it was changing enormously. And and so I think it's important to both go, there's a lot of things that we need to change and there's a lot to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And so I think for part of it for people, it's like I was watching a, a thing on TV about, I can't remember if it was South America or Africa, cause I turned it in the, in the middle, but these people to get water to drink, they have to canoe for a few hours. And sometimes when they get there, there isn't any water. Exactly. So if they you know, and it's like, I go turn on my tap. And um, so I think it's important to realize there's so many incredible and wonderful things and we need to validate that and hang, and be aware of that while we go, these are the things that we want to change, including that ascension. And I think it fits in with what you were saying earlier that, you know, if we do that as something like we have this fantastic opportunity, the energy field, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I thought I'd have to sit in a cave for 20 years to do what I could do really quickly and, things are available now and when you do it like oh this is a bad wrong profane world and i have to ascend then it's kind of miserable if you go i'm living in this amazing time with all kinds of challenges but an amazing time and i mean look, look we're communicating with people all over the world amazing. you know you know and, and that and this is what i want this is what i'm working on both for other people and for myself then it can be joyful rather than this um Invalidation of what is, and I think it helps if you have the kind of belief that I know you have. I have that everything that's happening is part of an unfolding. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I'll, I'll make this short. I, I had a spontaneous experience years ago. For for three days, whatever happened was perfect, and I wasn't trying to think that way at all. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even on my mind. It was just totally real to me whether i liked it or not everything was unfolding perfectly and then it wow. faded away and a, a few years ago i was meditating on it, and i go why did that fade away and mm. the guidance i got was well we just wanted to show you where you're going you, you weren't ready to be there yet <laughs> that's what you're gonna be <laughs> well, <what a> tease. <laughs> well it was an inspiration and yes so I, for everybody it, not that every second of it's joyful, but it can be such a fabulous way to go through life mm. when you're embracing that movement, as long as you're not invalidating where you are at the moment. And, mm. you know, you just keep going towards the carrot and don't hit yourself because you're not there yet. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I think it's everything that you said, it's about perspective. It's about being grateful. Yeah. It's about knowing that your soul chose to be here. And, yeah. you know, there is something that you meant to experience here to expand and this is the only way that was actually your soul asked to be expended. So take this opportunity and learn the lessons, take it lightly, enjoy every moment, love as much as you can yourself and others. And the rest is up to source. <laughs> I just laughed.
1: As you were saying that a butterfly flew by the window. And
0: wow, what a confirmation. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So for the last question is, you know, this is the effortlessly abundant life podcast. And I would love to hear why you think you are in this podcast and what effortlessly abundant life means to you.
1: What it means to me and um, not that you're not sometimes working hard, but uh, but you're not committed to hard work that you're you, you have a sense of a vision, even if you don't know what it is for your life, and you're going towards it, and that you start allowing things to be synchronistic, and to support you, and just happen, mm-hmm. and at times, maybe it does take a lot of effort, but that actually can be fun sometimes, and other times, it's just really easy, and other times, things don't work, so to me, it's what makes it effortless, is that you, kind of like a sailboat in the ocean, you know, you keep working with whatever the conditions are, you know, it's not like, oh, it's a bad, you know, the storm, bad storm, you know, it's like, deal with it. There's no wind today. Okay, there's no wind today. And, and just starting to work with and allow life to support you. And, which includes, you know, sometimes things don't work, but sometimes that's exactly what gets us on a better path.
0: Yes, exactly. I love this. Thank you so, so, so much, Art. That was, An amazing conversation and I'm sure so many people got so much value from so if people want to work with you learn from you where they can find you
1: well the the best way to next step is to go to that blockbuster the number seven.com and they'll get the videos they're also of course very welcome to email me at art at energetic energetic like nlp nancy larry peter.com um and and i also do if they're on my mailing list i do a free um a free healing session every sunday called change the world from your living room where we do a world healing then everybody gets a a very strong personal mental emotional and physical healing wow and then i have a number of workshops that are coming up real soon if people are watching this soon and um if you sign up at the Blockbuster, then you'll be on my mailing list. You can always unsubscribe. I don't think you want to. You always can. Or just email me at art at com.
0: Beautiful. Thank you again so, so much. And I I have a feeling we're going to see you again because I feel like a lot of people are going to ask questions and they want to listen and get more from you. So I can't wait. But thank you so much for your time. And uh, let's change the world. Yeah. Once all oh, thank time. you, thank you for what
1: you're doing in the world. It's amazing. Oh, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, my dear. Thank you.